Well, hi and welcome to another episode of techtalk.travel. Today I've got a wonderful guest with me, Ms. Sarah Fultz, uh, who is the VP of Distribution at MGM and also the president of Hedna. Sarah, great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Talk that. to us a little bit about um, the path to get there. I actually kind of fell into working in hotels. I went to uh, college at Arizona State University where my brother was actually a bellman at a hotel and he said, why don't you come work front desk? And I worked front desk, moved up into reservations, and then I got on the technology side because I was QAing a property management system as a hotelier that we put in and they said, do you want to come work for us for $26,000 a year? <laughs> that was tw over 24 years ago, which was a lot of money and it was very exciting and I said, I'm going to do this. So then I went into the technology side of the industry, then e-commerce, and then I got into distribution. Right, and yeah. I love distribution, but I love all aspects, e-commerce, everything about the hotel industry, the design. Everybody knows I'm a little bit of a luxury snob, hotel snob. So. <laughs> oh, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Not there's nothing all. wrong with luxury. <laughs> On a day-to-day -day basis, you obviously work with distribution and technology. How, during the span of your career, have you seen a change in, in the way that you apply the technology in your day-to-day -day, day -day work? Absolutely. So every day I get up, I read the news, I have to see what's going out there, what's new, what's changing, who's doing what. I'm, I always seem to be surprised by something. Um, at Hedna, we always are banding together and talking about, you know, my counterparts, what are you doing, what's going on here, what do we need to look out for. I think it's really important to stay in touch with your technology partners and talk to them about what are they doing, what are they involved, what are, how are they evolving yeah. um, to stay on top of those trends. So I think for some hoteliers, we're still working on the basics. Some of us are still working on getting connectivity completed. Yeah. Um, others of us are looking at, you know, as brands, what can we do next? How do we be on the forefront? What is going to happen out there um, next? So it's, it's a challenging part, I will say, mm. definitely. Um, and I keep, it keeps me up at night, some yeah, nights, yeah. trying to determine and set the strategy for the year. But yeah. um, we're working on some exciting stuff at MGM, so I'm excited to be part of um, the team there and also with Hedna yeah. to try and educate people on what is going on in the industry and what are those trends yeah, as cool. Hedna as well. Yeah. We've seen, especially recently in the last few years, um, a lot of new technology companies come into the space trying to take a piece of the real estate. How, um, how open do you think the industry generally is to embracing and accepting new ideas, open technology? Um, historically, we've been very, I would say, protective, or some companies have been very protective of their data and their clients and customer base, not really wanting to share the technology. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's changing? Is there a shift there? Do you think with um, what Hedna's trying to, to do or work with, uh, is there a, a shift there, do you think? Or? Well, I think as a hotelier, we're always going to try and differentiate, right? We always want to be the first to do something. Um, but I think, you know, with some of the new technology coming out, it's also important to work together. So I, I kind of joke because uh, everybody, blockchain, 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 blockchain. There was a great cartoon I saw on LinkedIn about blockchain. And it's one of those things that everybody's talking about it and nobody really knows what it is. Um, so I think it's, that's where the technology is exciting and it's, you know, what is going to be the next biggest thing in distribution or in the industry from a technology perspective. Um, and, and that's where we do have the conversations together. Um, so I think behind the scenes it's interesting because those of us in distribution, we do kind of band together and really talk about those issues and figure it out. 
but then as we put our hotel hats on, right, we do, there's a bit of a competitiveness to be different, different yeah. in, in yeah. first. Sure, sure. And also the way, the way people are consuming uh, the content, our, our few, or your customers, for, for example, when they're going online and they're booking, um, I think one of the future trends that's really coming down is how companies or, or tech providers will handle voice and um, how that, that's going to work. Whoever owns voice, I think, or wins that race is going Absolutely. to have a very um, strong foothold. Um, how generally do you think the industry is going to accept voice technology? I mean, yes, you spoke about blockchain and you write some, most of there's a lot of talk about it. Um, I think it's a few years away. Somebody might prove me wrong, but blockchain? I think it's a, yeah. yeah. I mean, from somebody really implementing it and taking. Yeah, but it's interestingly because you know there are travel companies and some hotel chains that are really now starting to, let's say, test the waters. They're putting their foot in yeah. the water, um, and that in itself, I think, is an achievement because historically we've been very slow to adopt new technologies or new ideas. So I think the fact that Lufthansa, for example, mm -hmm. um, choice. Choice, Companies yeah. like that are testing the waters. So what's exciting is I, it, the conference chairs for HEDNA, um, they work really hard to help organize the conference. And when they had blockchain on the agenda, I called them up and I said, I want to get those companies on stage to talk about what they're doing. Because yeah. everybody's talking about this is blockchain and you can watch 50 videos and read 20 articles about what blockchain is. But nobody's talking about this is actually how we got it done. So me putting my hotelier hat on, I'm saying, okay, how do I actually implement this? So we're excited at the Lisbon conference to have choice on stage to talk about where they're at and how are they implementing it? Oh, because that's, that's where the conversation mm. needs to go. Mm. So, mm. And then we can all take <clears throat> off from there. Yeah, right. Because you had Winding Tree in Austin, which yep. was great. Absolutely. Um, and I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that really helped the audience there as well, try to get a better understanding. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm watching Winding Tree very closely. I think it's well. going to be an interesting yep. development with those guys. I think so. Yeah. But AI, I think, um, I, I definitely support it. I know we're working on it at MGM, and I mm. think that um, that there's definitely a future for that. I was yeah. just reading a, a yeah. great article on LinkedIn, and I like to see the banter back and forth between people. It's always great to read on it LinkedIn, is, and it? people, and I, they get excited about it. And where's yeah. it going to be? And is this going to be something? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. If you were to be taken out of your day-to-day -day operation, you manage obviously a very large organization. How many staff do you have working with you? I have about. 50 team members. I manage different aspects of distribution. I manage distribution operations, connectivity, um, third-party content, and third-party reservations. Wow, that's a lot. Okay, so let's just say it's alternative scenario. You were taken out of your role and put into an independent hotel with 50 rooms that had very little technology, had zero uh, distribution strategy. They're basically kind of dealt with just walk-ins or word of mouth. What would be one of the first things that you would try to implement for a smaller operation like that? Just where, where could you apply your big business thinking in terms of small operator? And I'm asking the question for the independent operator out there that may not have uh, the budget or the resources. Yeah. What would be some of the key items that you would look for to achieve, let's just say, in a week of being there? So I'm going to actually use a real-world example. Oh, Somebody good. that is a has been a mentor to me in the industry from very early on in my career. He is now a general manager and part owner of, a, of about a 50-room, I think it's even less than 50-room, hotel in New York City of all places. Mm -hmm. And when he started that, we were talking about, what do I do from a distribution standpoint? Of course, Sarah, I'm not going to go get on the GDSs, right? So we talked about, right, he gets his website and his booking engine. And it was, it, it was even around 
what PMS do I put in? I can't afford, you know, a very expensive PMS, um, and, it, and I'm only 30 rooms, so I needed to do so many things. But I thought he he just nailed it. He used Booking.com because mm -hmm. he has kitchenettes, so Booking.com was the perfect um, solution for him. Has his only third-party provider, mm -hmm. and he worked really hard on his social media strategy. And he was number four, and and at once he was number one on TripAdvisor for several years mm -hmm. and that literally he ran almost 100% occupancy just by that strategy. Wow. So keeping up with the social media, the reviews and doing all of that in that brand presence and he, you know, he would take take time to write a note to every guest in the room. So kind of going back to the basics of when we first started in hotels and there was no technology and how you personalize to the guest. So I think I would obviously focus on the guest experience, of course, personalization, um, the website, and try and gain a bit of a direct following, and then augment with third-party distribution as needed. Yeah, good. Because it, <clears throat> it is very much horses for courses in that sense, isn't it? One strategy won't always fit for um, a, a different property or a different And it depends on the market, right? In New York, Absolutely. in New York, he yeah. had, I mean, to be number four on TripAdvisor in New York is not easy, so I was no. very proud of him and yeah. the work he did. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. All right, a little bit on Hedna. Um, you've now been president for about 18 months. Yeah, it's coming up yeah, on a year you, and a half you here. Took, yeah, the, you yeah. took over from Rajesh, I think, January 2017. That's right. Um, how's that been going for you? Has it uh, been what you thought? <laughs> Talk so us a little bit about that. I teased Rajesh the last time I saw him, and I said, that you didn't tell me everything that this job was <laughs> going to be. I laugh. I mean, this is the hardest job I've actually ever had in my career. Is that right? <laughs> so the funny part of it is, is it's actually providing me with skills that I need to work on. Everybody that knows me knows diplomacy is not my best uh, quality. Um, and managing 13 or 12 type A personalities on the board, uh, you have to be diplomatic. Um, it's been a really rewarding experience though. I think uh, also for anybody that knows me, when I take something on, I do it 110%. So I put my all into it. I think um, I actually had a really nice chat here at this conference with some of the original board members. Because mm -hmm. um, Hedna's been around, we're in, we're, we're in our 27th year now. Yeah. And they were telling me kind of how it was back in the day. And, and it was interesting to listen to that because we've gotten away from our roots a little bit. And so I actually went and I'm going to find the old, the original bylaws and take a look at it, right? Hedna was formed for hoteliers to solve issues. And I still think we do a great job of solving issues with our working groups. Um, but uh, I think we there's more that we can do and there's more that we can accomplish as an organization. I'm really proud of the conferences that we put on and the, the issues that we solve. but. There's a lot more work to be done in my last uh, year and a half as president, but I'm, I'm really excited for the challenge. We have a great board and we have a great membership following and people that are excited. We're doing regional events now and we've got a lot of people that want to host a regional event, our members and, and attend the regional event. So we're still about educating and we're still, we like to keep our niche of distribution, but we do sit around as a board, which is interesting because you have 13 different opinions on where should Hedna go. And it actually can be a very tough conversation amongst the board members because people will throw out some pretty random thoughts that aren't bad, they're just controversial. And you have some people that aren't ready to evolve and think, where is distribution gonna go? And I think about it every day. I, I, in five years, I'm not sure I'm go there's going to be distribution at a hotel. I could be digital, I could be rolled under digital. Is it gonna be revenue management and distribution? Is it going to be all digital? So it is, 
I myself am saying, where am I going to be in 10 years? I don't know if there's going to be the VP of distribution role at hotel companies anymore. Mm -hmm. So trying to help Headnet evolve and get people on the forefront of where, you know, we should lead where distribution goes instead of companies just rolling us up under, because distribution has always been a discipline that isn't, is understood. Revenue management took a while to get adopted and now it's in full. You, you would never think of revenue, not having revenue management in a hotel. Distribution is still that, what do they do? And right, they're always doing something behind the scenes, but we're not really clear. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it continues to evolve. Cool, good, okay. So yeah, you said Hedner's around now 27 years. That's 27 quite years. an achievement. And yes, you're right. They were created for the industry, if you like, to yeah. help with distribution. How do you, how do you see Hedner staying relevant now moving for the next well, obviously for the remainder of your tenure and, and then after that as well. How, what, what kind of plans do you have in place? What are the, some, what are the topics that you discuss with the board? Um, what are some of those far out ideas that um, generate such um, dynamic discussion? Let's so, say. and I will be raw and honest because this is what goes on behind the scenes. We, um, as of late, have been talking a lot about partnerships. Mm-hmm. Who should we partner with, right? Um, we Hedna has always been very selective because we are niche, right? But also, I'm very real. As a hotelier, each year I have a travel budget, and do I go to Focusrite? Do I go to the Skiff Conference? Do I go to High Tech? Do I go to Rock? Where do I spend my travel dollars? As more and more conferences are available to us as hoteliers to attend, how do we keep Hedna at the front and, and for people to go to? It's always been great because as a hotelier. I can attend Hedna and meet with all of my partners because they're always there and they're always there to support me. Um, one of the problems we do have, and it's not a secret, is our allied or our partners membership has grown faster than our principal membership because with you know consolidation in the industry, that's made it challenging as well. Hedna is also not known for being a C-level conference. So right, if you're gonna go meet with C-levels, you're probably gonna go to Focusrite. Um, but Hedna doesn't always have the decision makers there. However, where Hedna helped me grow my career was I learned, I really, I, I created relationships and people mentored me when I first joined Hedna to really understand distribution at a deeper level. Um, so I think that education aspect and still solving issues. There, those of us that are on uh, the same CRS system that have challenges, we'll sit at a table at lunch and talk about how we get around some of those challenges. So that's kind of the secret to Hedna on where you become stronger in your role as distribution. Um, we're talking about developing the future leaders of distribution, right? Because there's a lot of us that have done distribution for so many years that there's, there's, a, there's a level of people that are gonna start retiring yeah. and we need people to start growing because I think digital just sounds Right when you're when you're up and coming in in hotels, digital is where people want to go. Yep. Right, they want to they want to work on that fun stuff. Um, so right now it's where is Hedna going? Should we partner with somebody? We've had mm. those tough conversations at the table. Should mm. we partner with somebody? The other tough conversation we have at the table is, and and I got into a heated exchange with somebody that went on for like 24 hours, which is, should we? narrow the focus of what Hedna is working on, right? Distribution is so far and wide. Do we narrow the focus? And that's, you know, you don't want to alienate some of our partners that we work, or members, if we start dropping topics. But it's really, um, we like to call it our North Star and finding our North Star and figuring out what that's going to be. And people might look at us and think that's easy. It's actually not an easy conversation because everybody really does have a different opinion on what it is. But I promise you we're going to find that North Star and set Hedna in the direction and, and mm. continue it 
for another whatever it may be, 5, 10, yeah. 15, cool. 20 years. Yeah, no, look, I think there's definite value to what obviously Hedna brings. There's no doubt about that. And I think it's, I think what's important is ensuring that there's always um, an openness to new ideas and, and, and ways forward, especially around technology. Absolutely. Yeah, te I mean, we focused our Austin conference 100% focused on tech innovation and technology. Yeah, the hackathon was great. Right? Yeah. That was so much fun. We're going to do that again in LA um, next year. We have had a lot of interest in that. The Innovate sessions have been great because it's really bringing companies up there to talk about what new products are out there. There's The phones have been ringing for those companies. Um, and so I think Austin was one of the best conferences we've had in a long time. The board put their all into making that conference um, what it is. Mm -hmm. So, And yeah. I like that there's a little, I was just teasing the conference chair for LA, that there's a little competition on making the LA conference even better than the Austin conference. Yeah, yeah. So I like it that yeah, there's cool. competitiveness But I think, I think the, the good thing about the, the hackathon at the Austin conference for me was that it's showing the value of what access to open APIs can bring. Absolutely. And I, I don't think that can be underestimated. And That's I think, right. you know, companies like Snapshot and what David's doing with his team, yeah. awesome stuff. And I think they really need to be encouraged and developed and continue to go. So I, doing those hackathon things is just, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I admit it was my first hackathon. I couldn't have been happier with the support we received from HomeAway letting us use their office, which was an amazing, cool office. Um, to David at Snapshot and the API, but the, the teams that came together, and, and we even had teams from the community that wanted to build stuff, and I just thought the collaboration was amazing, yeah. um, and the ideas that they had. And what they did in such a short, short time, time was really yeah. incredible. Yeah, and yeah. their presentations, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, they were, they were slick, they were good. Yeah, absolutely. Good. All right, um, one other thing now, I always ask this question of my um, interviewees. If you were to give advice to a graduating student, um, someone that's coming fresh out of school, what would be some of the tips that you could give them to steer them on their career if they're interested in distribution and, and creating a, a career around that? So I think um, what I will say about myself that one of the best things that has happened to me in my career is I work on the hotel side and I worked on the vendor side. There's a lot of people that don't have hotel experience, and I wouldn't trade my hotel experience for anything. The fact that I worked in front desk, the only area I never worked in was food and beverage, so I don't have that experience. But front desk and reservations and sales and marketing and um, now obviously in distribution, I understand revenue management, partnering with revenue management in the e-commerce or digital side. Um, so work in a hotel. Like if that's even what you do, you have to get that experience working in a hotel. And the other thing, um, you know, and I've learned it the hard way, uh, is you have to, it's, this industry is so small, right? And you have to make friends with everybody because you don't know who's going to be your next boss or who you're going to have to go do a contract with, right? Yeah, and yeah. it could be a frenemy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say in, get out and travel. I mean, some people frown upon conferences and some companies don't allow people to attend conferences, but it's so important to get out there and see what's going on Definitely. and make sure you're on top of things. And the other thing, and I say it to my team and they know it all the time, read the news, read the news daily, whatever you read, whether it's, you know, Skift or Hotel Online or, you know, anything, read the news. 
that's really important to stay on top of yeah, everything. Good, good. No, that's definitely true. We are a very small industry and, and everybody does know everybody. So I always hold the mantra. My grandmother always used to say to be, be nice to everybody you meet on the way up because you will for sure see them on the way down again. That's great advice. And that is, um, I think, something that um, really anyone should take with them in their careers, but especially in this industry. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to burn bridges in this industry. No, not no. at all. On either side, on no. any side of it. No, yeah, exactly. for sure. Good. Sarah Fultz? been fantastic having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you I so much for being it. here. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, thanks for watching. If you enjoyed that, please make sure you subscribe, hit the bell button next to the subscribe button for the notifications. And until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks.